Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Jeremy Nicholas Phoenix of the Raspy Voice Kids. I'm here for a new week. Brandon's out the building, out the country, abroad, living his best life. Hats off to him. Hope he enjoys himself. But we do have the return of RC in the building, in the booth. RC, say what's up. Hey, nice to be back with you guys. Uh, Super excited to be back on here, especially as we uh, look forward to uh, something good with Mountaineer Sports, which is uh, the basketball season starting. That's right. We got five on it for you. We have going in, we're going to talk about West Virginia basketball. We're going to talk about the Neil Brown rumors, how they keep on swirling. We're going to put a bow on this Iowa State stuff. Look forward to Oklahoma. And also, uh, as we've been doing, preview the NFL and college football season. That's what's coming up. But coming up next is I Got Five. Welcome back, RVK Nation, to another edition of I Got Five on it with the Raspy Voice Kids. I'm your host, Jordan Tykeri, and let's get things kicked off with the first blank. WVU's win against Mount St. Mary's had you feeling blank. Nostalgic. And I I say nostalgic because it was uh, reminiscent to a a, a few years ago of basketball that we love. We love the Press Virginia team. They weren't pressing, but we played lights out defense going after all the rebounds, jumping on the floor, getting all the loose balls. It, it, it made me feel very good. Uh, and, and like I said, very nostalgic going back to when I felt good about West Virginia basketball. I like it. I felt good too. I was very, my word is encouraged. Um, the depth that we had, and we'll get into it when we go in, but the depth that we had, not only at big man, but as also at guard, made me feel good. I do want to say one thing real quick, and I'm going to put this out there because I want to keep it real. I cannot stand other teams who steal our nickname. Now, I don't know when Mount St. Mary's was made, but I'm pretty sure we were made before them as a university. Get a different nickname. Appalachian State, get a different nickname. I can't stand it. I'm telling you, I don't know why I get under my skin so much. 
Number two, there's no Javon, there's no Deuce, there's no Taz. The player I'm feeling the most after one game is blank. For me, Trey Mitchell. For a guy who only has, because he had a, a small injury and he only had one practice with this team, my goodness, when he came in, like the like the entire game changed on, I felt, on, on both ends of the court. He was getting open, making shots, playing great defense. He has me most excited about this team is uh, once Trey Mitchell gets fully acclimated to, uh, to the program here. I'm going to cheat and give you two. The first one is Waggy. Is that his name Waggy? I yeah, was hope Waggy. I was ho- I was hoping it was Wagyu because I'd be like, yo, where, <laughs> yeah. where, where, that, where that Wagyu beef? Where the beef? But no, no, no it's Waggy. Uh, he he was exciting to see. Not only was he long, but he was athletic. But he also could block shots, had good timing, good putbacks. Very, very comfortable with the basketball too. Waggy was very comfortable when he got the ball. That little that little left hook hook that he did was so pretty and clean. Um, yeah, no, no, like. I was very impressed by him. I know it was just a small sample size. The other person is Stevenson. I think he's going to be invaluable for us. I think he's going to be our cornerstone. Um, him and Toussaint showed me a little bit of edge, a little bit of edge that we've missed. Yes. A little bit of toughness. Yes. Now I know Gabo Saboyan had it, but these two, they both had a little chip on their shoulder. They're not going to take any mess. And it feels like in big moments, they're not going to be the kind of dudes that are scared. Toussaint, he's reminiscent of the old school Bronx, New York City kids. He's from the Bronx. We've had plenty of New York City kids come through, whether it was Truck Bryant or it was um why am I forgetting his name? Number three. Deshaun was right across in New Jersey. Yeah. I mean, I and I know Kevin Jones was from Mount Vernon, but I E Banks, E Banks, a New York City kid. Like back in the day when we used to have these tough dudes who wasn't scared of one-on-one ball, which really plays a factor. When you come down the stretch in, in the clutch in moments, man, I like that. I think Stevenson is going to be big for us. I think Waggy is going to be big for us. I felt encouraged, man. Number three, I put the recent offensive goals for the football team on blank. I mean, where else for me? It's it's it starts at the top. It's it's got to be on Neil Brown. I mean, you're the one who's you know drawing up the game plan, helping design everything. You know your your backgrounds on offense. Um, you were the one who was, you know, heavily involved in the offense, calling plays for a while. I, I, I mean, it, it, it starts, it starts there. You're the one who made the decision to go get Graham Harrell, who I, I we all thought was was going to, you know, do wonders for this team. But you know, just every single game, it's coaching. It, it's the the things that drive you nuts. It's, it's like having it first and goal with the one, and you go to the line, and for some reason, Neil Brown, he, he's saying, you know, do a hard count, see if we can't get the defense to jump and give us, a, you know, an extra, you know, half inch or so. And then our offensive line move, and we get a five-yard penalty, and then we get a holding. I was going to say, oh, somebody jumped. Oh, somebody definitely jumped. Yeah, (laughs) always, yeah. So to me, like that's it starts at the top. It's Neil Brown. Yeah, you know, I love to put on Neil Brown, and you know, ultimately, no matter what, it falls on his shoulders, but it's a split between Graham Harrell, because Graham Harrell, he came here to do one thing, and that's coach offense, and in the beginning, it was beautiful and wonderful, and now these last few games, man, where's the offense? Where in the world's the offense? I split it between Graham Harrell and Matt Moore, and I understand we've had some injuries on the offensive line. But after all the love we gave him over the last you know, couple of weeks, Matt Moore, get off his back. Matt Moore, he's the reason why we won against Baylor. Yeah, we went right back to it. Can't move the ball on the ground. 
That's the reason why you run 40 some plays. That's the reason why you get out, you know, played what what was it, 27 to 41? I, I don't know. Minutes, minutes, possession, possession of the ball. I think it was like 37 21. Yeah, that happens when you can't run the run the ball. So it's a it's a mix between Matt Moore, who I'm back on, let's fire him, and Graham Harrell. Number four. Will Neil Brown be fired before the end of the year? No. No, he won't. Like everybody keeps saying, hoping that he will. He won't. I mean, I, I go back to it's 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 money. He's got what a sixteen, twenty million dollar buyout, maybe at the end of the year. I think it falls to sixteen million or something like that. But no, like we don't we're we're not we don't have the SEC money. We don't have the the Auburn money that has spent forty nine million dollars in buyouts uh and salaries, you know, like the past like eighteen months for two coaches. Like that's not us. It's not happening, and, and it, it makes no sense now. Anyway, what's what's the point of firing them? In, you know now, yeah. you know. It's, trust me, it's not happening. Trust me, when we go in, we're going to talk about and argue about that exact point you just make made. What is the point of if he were to go? What's the point of him going right now? Um, my answer is before the end of the year. I don't know. I I, I want to say yes, and the reason why I want to say yes is this: I understand the big buyout. But RC, we are three and six. If we lose the next two games, like we probably will, we'll be three and eight. If we lose all three, we'll be three and nine. We'll finish in year three and nine. Now, I don't know if he'll make it to the end of the year. Okay, maybe there's no point of firing him before that. But at three and nine, there's no way it's except there's no way he coaches another game as a West Virginia Mountaineer head coach. And if they and if he does, I don't care what the buyout is. There's a major problem. Three and nine in your life. Have you ever seen three and nine at WVU? Well, I mean. Actually, no, because I believe uh, Richrod's first year, thank goodness, we had 11 games and he was like three and eight or something like that. So, yeah, <laughs> never seen three and nine at okay. WVU. <laughs> OK, OK, well, let's go to number five. Number five, I expect WVU to blank against Oklahoma on Saturday. Expect them to win. I, I expect them to win. It's it's every single game, no matter how down. Like I just, I I will always talk myself into we're going to win this game. It definitely, even if it's right before kickoff. Same for this weekend. This is the worst Oklahoma team we've ever seen in the Big Twelve Conference since we since we joined the conference. It's at home. They're Defense is just as bad as us. It's it's there. We played great at home against the number four team currently in the in the playoff rankings, TCU, just a couple weeks ago at home. I don't understand why we can't do it again. I expect us to win against Oklahoma on Saturday. I love having you on to bring the the, the delusional side of the fan base in here. <laughs> I love you coming in here to say that. First of all, you said Oklahoma's worst team they've had. You know what? Last year. They were a pretty terrible team before they played us. Matter of fact, they only scored 13 total points on us last year. Yeah, it couldn't give, they couldn't look worse, even in the game. And yet they still found a way to beat us. No matter what they beat us. Well, blame blame that on Neil Brown switching quarterbacks every offensive series there at the end, too. Hey, guess every what? Other play. Hey, guess what? Neil Brown's the head coach, okay? Um, yeah. Chris, if you had a nine-year-old child... They would they will would have never seen WVU beat Oklahoma. Cause we've lost nine straight times. And when you get to nine, 
I believe what my eyes tell me. There's no way we win. L. Three and seven. <sighs> I hope not. We're due. I'm, I'm just going to say it. we're due then. You're either hot. You're hot or you're due. Is that the expression? Like, like you're we're due. Yeah. Okay. See, love the delusional Mountaineer fan. But that is it for I got five on it. Five questions. Five answers. Jay and Fiend, RC in the building, in the booth. But guess what? Next segment, we go in. So we're going to talk about basketball. We're going to talk about Neil Brown. We're going to get more in depth on should he be fired? Should he not? Will he be fired? Will he not? We're going to look more into Iowa State. We're going to look more into Oklahoma. And we also are going to get you pumped and primed for what? NFL college football slate. All right, bro. It's time to go in. Rat me, boys! More than 100 schools available from home field apparel. If you like comfortable clothes, check them out. They are a partner with the Raspy Voice Kids and the 1012 Network. Use our code RASPY12, R-A-S-P-Y-12, for a discount on your first order. 15%. Go get it. Tell them we sent you. Boom. Bosco's Boys is here. I think we all wanted it. And the marriage is officially official. I'm so pumped to bring my show to the 1012 Network, Bosco's Boys, the most consistent K-State podcast out there. Over four years with at least one episode a week. Bringing live shows to the listeners and to the participants every Wednesday at 7 p.m. I'm pumped to be here and I would love it if you guys came over to Bosco's Boys and gave us a listen. Because we are not Big J Journos. This is a podcast by a fan and his dog for fellow K-State and Big 12 fans. And I can't wait to chop it up with all the members and fans of the 1012 Network. Rat me, boys! I'm going in, I'm going in, I'm going in, I'm going in. And I'm going to go hard, and I'm going to go hard, and I'm going to go hard. We going in. JN Fiend, Jeremy Nicholas Phoenix in the building, the booth. I'm here with RC. Ready, ready. Let's get into it. Let's go in. Let's jump into it. Let's jump into it. All right, I'm going to let you pick. You the guest, I'm going to let you pick. We talking WVU basketball first, or we talking about will Neil Brown be fired or not first? Which one do you want to play? Let's start off with the let's start off with the undefeated West Virginia University <laughs> basketball team. <laughs> Let's go positive. My dude is half full, half full. So you watch this game, Mount St. Mary's. I can't even say the Mountaineers. The Mountaineers, yes. They were called the Mountaineers too, just in case somebody didn't watch the game. Um, we win by 18 points, which is important because the spread was what? 17 and a half. And they covered. For those who gamble, I do not. I'm just saying, if you do gamble and you, and you bet on the Mountaineers, you got some cash in your pocket because they covered with 18. For a while, I didn't know if it was going to happen. In the end, they ended up winning the game by 18 points. But, bro, what you think about the uh, about the team? Just looking at them like straight out. Lots of uh, lots of good. Couple things we got to work on. Um, let, let let's start with the things that I absolutely love of this team. Um, Emmett Matthews was such a, a calming influence when he was on the, on the court. He looked like he, what he is like, like the fifth year senior been in the program, knows the program. He was out there directing traffic, helping guys. He was so good on defense, going after loose balls, getting rebounds. 
when we needed a bucket for a while there, he just, just stared down his defender, just pulled up and hit a three in front of him. Loved everything I saw from Emmett Matthews. So excited and happy that he's back as a Mountaineer. No, um, yeah, keep going, keep going. Uh, a couple of big things uh, that we liked. Uh, Eric Stevenson, when he was on the court, that second half, like he was great. He he's his his pull up jumper. It, I think he can get that whenever he wants. I really think he can be a, a good score for this team. Um, that being said, though, I, it, it kind of goes into uh, the the little bit of our basketball IQ is is never really the highest. Uh, he did he had uh, he he had uh, the ball stolen from him up near midcourt, runs down and proceeds to throw his shoulder <laughs> into the. Into the into the person with into the uh, Mount St. Mary's player with the basketball and picked up his second foul with like only three minutes into the first half, so he had to sit the entire second half. You can't do that there, like no, you can't no. you you more than anybody cannot go to the bench with 17 minutes left if you're going to be one of the leaders of this team. That was a bonehead foul. Absolutely, he picked up a he picked up a crazy technical that he didn't need either. I like uh, I like the tech technical. Uh, no, no, I understand that. I, I understand like that, but I that like that's going to get it. Okay, well, well, then this goes back to for this year's team. We're gonna have to take with the good with the bad. The good, I don't. We are not getting out hustled. This team out hustled. They were going for loose balls, diving on the floor, playing good defense. Do, do you know why no I'm so layups, encouraged? Pretty on, much. On, but, do, but do you know why I'm so encouraged about them hustling? Because I'm used to some Bob Huggins teams not being athletic, but giving their all, hustling their butt off. The Cam Thurmans of the you know of the world. Uh, some other people who may be a little undersized, not as strong, not as big, but they're hustling. When I look at our team, we are athletic and we're bigger. I mean, we, we got Waggy, oh, yeah. we got Bell, we got Mitchell, we have a Conwu, we have Harris. We have bigs who are athletic, who can block shots. If they're hustling like they are a one-star recruit, like we feels like we used to have sometimes. Yep. If they're doing that, if they're being the junkyard dogs, at their size and space, bro, it's going to be a problem. I'm not telling you we're going to win the Big 12, but, man, if we have people like Toussaint and, and Stevenson, look, I don't like the technical foul later on in the year, but for the first game to set the tone that you ain't going to punk us and we are going to be in your face the entire time, I'll take it. I, I feel like it's more of a setting of a, a tone of who we're going to be. And if anybody's going to set that tone, at West Virginia, it's going to have to be Emmett Matthews, Stevenson's, and, and Toussaint because they're both upperclassmen. I believe they're both seniors. They both have been around the block. They both have been here, done that, seen it all. So now we set the tone and show, look, we ain't getting punked. Let's go. This team, this team will not be pushed around by anybody this year. It was like we were even, we were up 14 and Toussaint and Stevenson were getting in a poor Mount St. Mar St. Mary's player's face over like, you know, pushing out on, on, on like, like a rebound or something like they were ready to, they got in, in that team's face every single chance they got. There is no way we're getting pushed around this. Year. I have a stat for you. 45, now, with the, 45 to 28. Rebounding. Rebounding. And I don't get me wrong. Rebounding. Look, look, hold up. Let me just say this real quick before we get like too high and mighty Mount St. Mary's like beat Mount St. Mary's is like the winner of Virginia tech. Virginia tech was hot garbage. So what we did wasn't indicative of us on the football field. It's more of them being trash. But we did what we should have done, though. And last year, even that in the non-conference schedule, no, no. we weren't doing that. that last that year was, in the non-conference schedule, we, we were barely out-rebounded teams. I, that was my point. I was getting there. But we did what we should have done. 
45-28 is how we should have beat him up. Here's the thing. Bell didn't have a big impact, but Bell looked strong inside. And by the way, can I say this? A little negative thing, maybe. But why in the world? I, I just have never seen a team in my life who cannot inbound the ball to a post player like West Virginia can't inbound the ball to a post player. And by the time they get the ball to the post player, he's 17 feet out. <laughs> you know what I mean? We could never get the ball down on the block to our post player. I just want to throw that out there. So with Bell, Bell didn't do a whole lot during the game, but he's a big man. Here's the thing I don't get, Chris. Honestly, how can we never inbound the ball to the big man? Like we always have an issue. He was man. He he was working so hard. There were so many times he had his defender there, and we no, just would not no, get him the ball. No. And then when we tried to get him the ball, it's like we threw it like like a hundred miles an hour, and it would be a turnover. No, no, I'm serious. I've never seen a team who can't inbound the ball to the big man ever. And by the time the big man does get the ball, they're 17 feet out because they keep inching out to get the ball. I've never seen it. I mean, I, I mean, we're not gonna focus on that. I just I get frustrated for Bell. I no, I, I agree. He was hustling, keeping rebounds alive. Would not get in the ball. I don't even think he took a shot the whole game. I, I like, like I, I'm pretty certain he didn't get any points in the game. Uh, and he, he, he was a, he's a very emotional player. You could see that. Like he was putting his head down. He's getting frustrated. Um, he, he went, walked off the bench and and into into the like the tunnel there just to kind of like you know just walk yeah. it off for a minute. You know, catch well, his breath. Yeah, we're going to need him, though. We're going to need him, though. We are going to need him, but you got to feed the big man the ball, especially when he's hustling for you. And That's and right. that 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 is one thing I do worry about because I, I can see him getting frustrated and then, you know, just he, he picked up one foul. Uh, I think his second foul in the first half was a, a frustration foul where he just like pretty much shoved a, a defender to the ground just out of frustration. So, yeah, I love what I see, but but he, once again, though, I'm sorry, kind of like his toughness. I, li- I like his attitude, like his toughness. I just kind of missed it. Look, look, you ain't gonna come no, to real West Virginia, all right? It's okay, I, I again, I, I go back to this is this is more of the the press Virginia team in in the sense of we created turnovers. Our defense was great, but our offense was rough. Like we 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 we, we I think we had, we definitely had more turnovers than they did. Now, I think we we had no 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 no. We 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 had eighteen turnovers. They had seventeen. So we turned them over. We also turned them over, which is ridiculous. Turnover, yeah. Now, I will yeah, say. And our, our, our best offense, like, well, I'll say this. Being there, the crowd was absolutely dead for most of the game because our offense was just so Which is so funny. To watch. It's so funny that but, you say that because we ended up with 49% shooting from the floor. Now, part of that is Yeah, that's why I said, yeah, you look up and I'm like, I've, I'm stunned we, like we're shooting, shooting now as we well. Final, we finally, that's the thing. When you play smaller teams, you got to get layups. You got to get dunks. We had a lot of layups and dunks. I wonder. I don't. I don't know exactly where our points. Which is happy because it, it seemed like we couldn't make a layup to save our life last year. We missed so yeah. many like no, layups important. last year. It was so frustrating. And it's good because from three point range we went thirty percent, six for twenty. So um, I think we were around seventy percent, seventy some percent shooting free throws. Um, we were yet. Yeah. Well, fella, we were good to free throw. One thing that did concern me though was the second half. Mount St. Mary's they stayed in the game by hitting threes. Like they were well over 50% from three in the second half. And that concerns me. Yeah. If, if you face a, a team that, you yeah. know, once you get in the big 12 conference play, cause we gave up a lot of wide open threes in yeah. the second half of that game. Yeah. Well, I feel like we off the gas a little bit, but I think overall we saw the depth that we have and we, I'm going to use the worst word potential P for potential. We saw the potential West Virginia can't have. Is it there now? Not totally, but this is not football. In basketball, you can change everything in 15 to 20 games 
if you have the pieces there. And it feels like we have the pieces there. Now, so they we we're, we're predicted to finish ninth in the Big Twelve. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I told I told your brother I think this I I will go out on a limb. I'll put my name to it. This will this will end up being a top five team in the Big Twelve this year. Okay, I, I was going to say when I saw this team top five in NCAA tournament bid for this team. Ooh, wow! See now that's different. I don't know if we are going to. Oh, you said and you said top five and NCAA tournament bid. I thought you meant like and a tournament bid. Yeah, okay, we're going to the tournament. Me. This team is I, going to the tournament. I thought you were saying like top, like a top five seed, and I was like, whoa, 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 no, whoa, no, no, whoa, no, 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 no. But this team is going. This team is, is going to oh, yeah. surprise some people. We're going to the tournament. I agree. So now I'm gonna let you pick it. Are we going to Neil Brown, or do we want to talk to I about Iowa State? Kind of wanted. To, no, let's talk about. Let's get the the elephant in the room. Everybody's been talking about this all week, so let's talk about it. Um, is he going to be fired? Is he not? Who knows? Everybody has a brother, mother, sister's cousin, uh, uh, you know, dad's mother-in-law. Like everybody has a source and it seems like none of them are right or correct. And uh, everybody said he was going to be fired Monday or this weekend or don't nobody know nothing. Chris, where are you at? Are you are you tired of all? I like how do, how do you feel about this, man? I don't know. I don't understand what why everybody keeps talking about this. He's not getting fired. It's not happening. He's got a twenty million dollar buyout. You're not firing him. You're there. There's there's no benefit to firing him. If anything, at the end of the year, I can see him and Shane Lyons both, you know, both getting the X. But for right now, no, he's not getting fired in season. Do you, We're not doing that. It's not happening. What about the thing that they've been saying, like Shane Lyons being so late to the game to congratulate the women's soccer team on social media? He was hours and hours late to even show love. Do you think that holds water? Like maybe something else is no, going on? No, I don't. No, I don't. Shane Lyons, he's not like the most, you know, he he's not on social media all the time anyway. I think like like he's had like what three tweets the past three months. I mean, he's not he's not on social media. I didn't read anything into that. Shane Lyons was he was at the basketball game. He's not, he doesn't strike me as a person who's worried, you know, maybe he should be for his job as well. But again, we're not, we're, we're not getting rid of Neil Brown. Gordon Gee likes him. He's Shane's hire. You're not firing Neil Brown in the middle of the season. Okay. Okay. I mean, I hear what you're saying. All I'm saying, Chris, is I've never seen anything like this in my life. I wasn't around for the Frank Signetti days at WVU. I'm 36 years old. So true. Like we are so spoiled. I had no idea that we could, you know, have a four year run where it's just been like I, again. What what, that's what, what, I'm saying, what Chris, is his best win? What's Neil Chris, Brown's best win at I, I, home versus no, Texas no, last year? We've talked about this before, but my my thing is this. Chris, seriously, have you ever been in a situation like this? I've never like I don't know what to do. Like I, I kind of interested, but then I don't want to be interested. But you have to be interested because it actually, you know, affects our program. But it's like we've lost four straight. Like I've never been in this situation ever in my life as a Mountaineer fan, ever basketball or football. No, and e- I know even even with even with the the Dana years when you know we weren't like you know winning eight, nine, ten games. But but, Dana, but even in, in Dana's bad years, we would still wins. be the top ten team. Or we big, would still yeah. be the top ten team. Yeah. Yeah, I've never experienced this. It's it's this this is like foreign territory, foreign waters. Like you know, I've I've never been here, but it's crazy the amount of people that come out of the woodwork. I do want to say when I I so I tweeted out, hey hey ho ho, Neil Brown has got to go because that's accurate. 
But hearing some of the things that Neil Brown has said, I don't want anybody to ever get it twisted. I like Neil Brown as a person. I like Neil Brown as a person, too. He's a good dude, a family man. He does it the right way. Don't ever disparage his character because this guy is a good guy. The problem you gotta is win games. you got to win games, though. That don't nobody care about good guys if you're not winning. Okay? you got to win games. And, and well, he knows you, you, that. We're not saying anything he you, doesn't already know. You wait. You, you did bring up a good point of like I don't know what to do in this situation. Never experienced it. I I think even like I think even our athletic department is kind of like um, uh, what do we do? Like again, we we just ride this thing out. I, I really feel that's that's what they think. No, one more year. He's got like I really think that's the mentality of I, no, I, like I, it can't you, be this bad. Said, one more you year. Said, you said what's the benefit of firing Neil Brown now? The only thing I can see, the only thing that will sway my vote is if. Firing him now opened the door to hire somebody right now who may not be there in three to four months. Who that might be, I don't know. But the only way you fire Neil Brown now is if you have somebody lined up that is ready to come and commit. Maybe not come, but at least commit that I am you're going, going to be your coach. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get to the college games. Got to got a key point to drop on your okay, college games. Okay, okay. Give the juice. Well, all right. So let's let's quickly look, we don't have to spend a long time on this. Wrap up Iowa State. We we talked about whose fault is the offense. I wanted to say, you know, Iowa State, West Virginia, we come in there, we're both fighting for a bowl, like outside chance that we get to a bowl, fighting not to be at the bottom. In the end, JT Daniels uh ends up eight for twenty two. He has a twenty two point five QBR through for eighty one yards we were two for twelve on third down, two hundred yards total yard total yards. Whew, I just bring all that out because we can get through this quickly. Any extra thoughts after watching the Iowa State game that you have like new feelings or new revelations now that is five or six days later? No, I just I can't believe how bad that was. Yeah. I I I am stunned how bad we looked against Iowa State oh. this year. This year's Iowa State team. Yeah, absolutely. Let me let burn, you, burn the game film. We're done. Moving on. You know, I, I just want you to think about this one thing. Last year, everybody's brought their put pitchforks and they said, Deggy has to go. Deggy is the reason why we're not flourishing. Deggy is so terrible. Think about how everybody felt last year about Jared Deggy. And now let me tell you. The Deggy went six and six to finish the regular season. Different. I mean, come on, totally different teams. You know, we're missing our entire secondary. I mean, no, like that's apples to oranges, man. Can't even say that. Jared Deggy lost his games. Deggy lost his games. JT Daniels pretty much kept us in games and had chances to win games. It's not drop passes from our receivers. I you like know, you saying so. that because that was my point I was making. Because I'll take JT Daniels ten times out of nine over Deggy. <laughs> my thing was the exasperation. Never heard of him, Deggy. Never heard of him. It, my my point was the exasperation the fan base felt, and all the blame was placed on Jared Deggy. And now we're here a year later, and we're not even going to make it to six wins. We're three and six. Deggy went six and six. We're three and six. And this all just points back to the, the 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 subject that we went on from Neil Brown. That that that's what it comes back to. New offense coordinator, five star quarterback, 
He's not Jared Daigie. Who are you going to point the finger at now? And I just say that because I feel like it makes an impact. Last year, we were so exasperated when we finished 6-6. Six and six. We finished 6-7 and because we went to a bowl game with Jared Daigie. And yet this year, we have JT Daniels, Graham Harold, and we're 3-6. and six. Not putting on them. Not putting on the offense coordinator. I'm putting on Neil Brown. That's what I have to say. I feel like it just 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 hits you a little harder when you think about that out loud. On yeah. Oklahoma, I know you on for I got five on it. You actually think we have a chance to win this game? What is what are you going on? Delusion, fandomship. Fandom is short for fanatic. Fan is short for fanatic. Yes, Chris. I don't know anything else because there's no facts that you can actually give me to make me believe that West Virginia can win. No facts that you can try to rationalize and say, hey, this is why I think this. You have nothing but pure heart and belief in the old golden blue. I'll let you talk. It's no. I mean, it's a, what, what else? What else you got? What else you need? I mean, we were TCU undefeated. They're number four in the playoff now. We had a chance to beat them in the fourth quarter. We, we held that TCU offense to pretty much pretty much six points. I know they scored a touchdown at the last second, uh, kind of like rump the score a little bit. But, I mean, you never know. Like, we, we've, we've surprised teams at home before. This is not an unbelievable Oklahoma team. This Oklahoma team gives up over 30 points, you know, in conference to everybody they play, including us. You know, why like, you, like the same. Why, so, so th- look, I'm going to be honest. Why are you quoting stats? Iowa State can't score over 14 points. How, yeah, no. How, how else do you do it? Hey, the stats don't matter. How, like, like I, I'm telling you, I will blindly hide behind these stats and convince myself that we're going to win this game. We're, like, okay. we, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm telling sorry. you, right, all right. I'm sorry. At I will say honest. this right now. At least you're honest. Go ahead. Go at least you're honest. I still feel, I, I feel <laughs> every, it happens every single game. I know I shouldn't even say it. We're going to beat Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to beat Oklahoma, and for maybe just you know a couple of hours Saturday afternoon, the world will be great, everything will be fine, everything, all the noise will go away for a little bit. We will find a way to beat Oklahoma at home. Okay, I'm happy for you to have that thought. Maybe you need it, but uh, you know, you just you know, we need it. <laughs> We need it. We need something. Uh, you got a mouse in your pocket? I don't know. You talk about we. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. That's it for college football. That's that's it for Mountaineer stuff, man. Let's get to the NFL. Let's go down the schedule. NFL. Wait. Schedule. Let, let's I, wait. wait. I, I just want to say one thing. One of the college games. I know we'll go to the NFL. One college game. No, I no, no, did no, just no, want to bring no, up. No, 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 no. We'll go college games next. We'll go NFL first. We always start with NFL. Then we'll go college games. Cool. Gotcha. My fault. I, I said that wrong. So I, I got you, you know, getting panicked because you had something you had really had to say. NFL games, first and foremost, let's go down the list. What are what games are you looking forward to this week? Just give me the ones that you really care about. Don't don't fake in front. What games do you really care about? Well, I do think it's going to be absolutely hilarious. Uh, Colts at Raiders. You have a person who has never coached anything in Jeff Saturday. I understand high school football. I mean, I don't know. Like this is a billion dollar, you know, organization, a billion dollar NFL team and you are putting a unpre- like never even been a coordinator, never really done any coaching at the NFL level as the head of a professional football team 
going in and playing the terrible Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, that that to me is is fascinating. And if the Colts win, I mean, what do you do if you're Mark Davis? Do you, do you fire Josh McDaniels? I yeah. mean, like like this. So the only person who would bring up the Colts to the Raiders, please, Chris, identify who your favorite uh, NFL team is. I do love the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> I love it. Hey, there ain't nothing wrong with that. Well, I think there is, but you know, you, you gotta love who you love. Uh for me, I you know what? I'll go next. You got you gotta circle Seahawks, Buccaneers. Believe it or not, early Buc- game, wake up early. Wake up early. That's in Germany. Oh, 9 30 oh, a.m. kickoff. No, no. You said wake up early. No, wake up early is not the important thing. Set your roster early. Okay. Fantasy football, make sure you set your roster. This game starts at 9.30. There's no waking up at 12 and hurrying up and swapping people in and out. It's one of the things where you wake up and, oh, snap, your guy has negative two points. <laughs> set your roster early. The reason why I'm interested in this game is because, first of all, it's, it's two division leaders. Believe it or not, the Bucks at 4 and 5 are leading their division against Geno. And, by the way, I don't care if Geno was playing uh, Mount St. Mary's. I'm interested in the game. Gino's the only thing keeping us, you know, on keeping us feeling good when it comes to football. Yes. Six and three. Yes. Let Gino cook. What's the next game you got for us? Love it. Another game I would. Uh, how can you not want to take a look at Dallas and Green Bay? I mean, if, if Green Bay is ever going to turn it around, it's got to be now. It's got to be at home. They have looked terrible. But Dallas Cowboys going into Lambeau Field, that that might just be enough to to get get whatever's left that Aaron Rodgers has to one more time, uh, you know, stick a dagger through the heart of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I love it. And by the way, when you see the Packers Cowboys, don't you just kind of feel nostalgic? Like you feel like it's, I don't know, this, this the is, frozen tundra of Lambeau that's what you feel. Uh, I love watching Aaron Rodgers lose. I love his misery because he's so he's so arrogant and pompous. After three interceptions, two in the red zone, one overthrown pass where you should have hit. How do you feel now, buddy? Got your money. You don't care. The game I'm interested in is for the best team in the NFL uh, record-wise. No one circles a wagon like the Buffalo Bills. Against the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are 7-1. and one, The Buffalo Bills are 6-2. and two. Nobody talks about uh, Minnesota like that. But look, don't get it twisted. Stephon Diggs and then Purple People leaders are doing their thing. 6-2 and two for 7-1. and one. Bills, Vikes. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean revenge game because Stephon Diggs, he's with Buffalo now. This yeah. is Justin Jefferson's Vikings now. Oh, my, oh my goodness. My bad. That, that, that's what I meant. Oh, my goodness. I definitely meant that. But still. Let's do Buffalo. You never know. Josh, there's talk Josh Allen may be out for this game. They still haven't said either way. So hopefully that that doesn't ruin a good matchup. Because I'm with you. I was expecting this to be a good game, but no Josh Allen. Uh. Three and a half point favorites. So for me, that's that tells me that's see that right there, kids. That tells me that Vegas knows that Josh Allen is not playing. Yeah, because it's a pick pretty much. Three points is for home field. You get three points just for being at home. So it'll be close. It'll be close. We'll see. We'll see what actually transpires. Um, other than that, I don't see a whole lot of games that really maybe the Chargers 49ers, four and four Niners, five and three Chargers, Battle of the Bay, Battle of California, Battle of, you know. 
NFL is just it, it's it, it's why we love watching it. Who would have thought that like you know the Packers would be terrible? The the Bucks are under five hundred. The Rams are struggling. The Seattle, the Niners even after making that trade, Seattle leading the division. Yeah, the that's Eagles, why we love the NFL. No, fly Eagles fly at eight oh eight no. Who would have picked Jalen Hurts and the Eagles? Fly Eagles fly eight no. Nobody. Matthew Barry did. I will give him credit for that. Matthew oh, Barry, beginning he? of the year, said, get on board with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. All right, so the last thing we're going to do, we're look for the college football scores, man. Um, if you think that I'm slowing down, that's what I'm doing because I'm trying to hurry up and get my phone. Well, let me let me just, just jump right into it. The right, only game that I'm, I'm really now. focusing on, uh, evening game, TCU and Texas. TCU at Texas. Okay. Ranked Texas team at home. TCU has owned Texas. TCU number four. They are in the college football playoff. If TCU wins out, they're going to the college football playoff. And why I'm excited for, for this game is it's it's listen, it's our Big Twelve brethren. I'm hoping that TCU goes undefeated and gets into the playoff. But the thing that and, and that's like what I love about TCU. Jeremy, did you know that Neil Brown still has a winning record at WVU when he plays TCU? Oh, I didn't know that. Did you know that TCU was five and seven last year? So my point is, oh, stop! It. it doesn't matter the recruits. It doesn't matter the players. If you get the coach right, look at the turnaround TCU has done this year undefeated, which gives me hope that no matter how bad it gets for WVU, if you get the right guy at the helm, the turnaround can be instant. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. I like what you're saying. TCU, Texas, big showdown, 7.30 ABC. Is game day there? I don't know. I actually don't know where game day is going to be at this week, but it's a big game for both of them. So we'll see what actually transpires. For me, Washington, Oregon is a big one in the Pac-12 because Oregon right now kind of has, you know, they're, they're kind of sitting in the driver's seat. I know they're looking for a couple losses from teams. Anybody slips up, Oregon may slip in. So they're number six. They're playing number 25, Washington. Oregon's eight and one, Washington seven and two. That's another thing to actually look out for. Um, you have any other games? Because I have another one I'm going to. If you don't, uh, Nick Saban and Lane Kiffin, Alabama at Ole Miss, three thirty Saturday on CBS. How, how can you not love? How can you not not want to tune into that? A, a, a wounded Bama that? team. A wounded Bama team. Lane Kiffin at home. Big Ole Miss. Ole Miss still on oh. the outside. They can. They can. You know. Okay, they get some okay, things to okay, call okay. their way. Ole Miss, do you know what the spread is for this game? I do not. Minus 12, Alabama. Yeah. On the road. On yep. the road. Yep, that's because it's it's the name. It's And and Alabama coming off a loss, I think they're like undefeated and like I, covering I, the spread and all that in like the Nick Saban era. I am going to say this, and you may call me out of my mind. Games look for upset alert. Penn State, Maryland. 10-point spread, Penn State at home. Maryland six to three, Penn State seven and two. Upset alert, Jeremy. I'm 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 saying I I think it might happen. Another one I want to give you. Louisville Clemson. Clemson seven point favorite, number ten. Louisville six and three. That is that 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 could be an upset as well. Two in a row. Uh, even both those games. I, I think I think I I, I like Maryland going into Happy Valley more than I think Louisville can go into Clemson and win. We'll see. We'll see. Um, 
another uh, another game that I would that I am just slightly intrigued about. Again, I, I say that and it could be a blowout. I mean, how can you not want to tune into Georgia at Mississippi State? I mean, hopefully they at least give you a you know a, a good quarter, you know. But just just it's uh, the problem at on the road on the road. So we'll see. So many teams every week. It's hard to keep your team ready and locked in. That's the reason why I actually think the LSU Arkansas game may be a little better. Like matter of fact, even 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 the spread. LSU. I'm with you on that. I like that Arkansas team. LSU is number seven at seven and two. They're only three point favorites. Granted, they're on the road. That might, you know, like you. Well, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna call right now. Arkansas is gonna win at home and upset LSU. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not, I'm not against that. I just feel I just feel like LSU is gonna slip up. I just I, I said that actually I said that earlier today. Somebody was like well, LSU, and I was like I just I feel like LSU is gonna slip up, and I feel like Tennessee is gonna slip up, and maybe I'm wrong. And I'm not saying Tennessee's gonna slip up against Missouri this week, but I'm saying before the end of the year they're they're gonna take another L in a game maybe they shouldn't have lost. I'm with you. But there you go. There you have it. We got the rap. It's JN Fiend of the Raspy Voice Kids. And I'm here with my boy, RC. That's a wrap, man. You got anything else to say for this week? Let's go, Mountaineers. Beat Oklahoma. Amen. All right. Get at us. Get at your boys. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.